Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Yes. Yes. Morning. Morning. Yes. Yes. Be. Be. Yes. Yes. I done hollered. I done hollered. Yes. Yes. This ain't what you want. This Yes, yes. This is what's shaking with Lakin. Come on in, get settled, and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another week of What's Shaking with Lakin. Hope you all are doing well. That clip at the beginning of the show was no other than comedian Reggie Haythorn and that skit's called learn how to meditate like a black woman and I love the yes yes I say that all the time even before you know a lot of girls started saying it but (laughs) I'm just very excitable but uh that is a definite comedic way of learning to meditate which is something we all should do every now and then I'm going to put a pin in that and come back to it but how are y'all today I hope everything is going well how are you dealing with this rainy weather if you're here in the low country area it has been absolutely crazy trying to navigate through all the rain and storms that have been through here but you know what it's hurricane season this is what we signed up for to live in this beautiful lush tropical paradise that we call the south so (laughs) what more can you do Uh, aside from that I've spent my weekend last weekend in Charleston once again I was able to uh, attend a amazing concert last weekend I got to see Anthony Hamilton now he was part of an event called the Denmark VC Bicentenary and Denmark VC is a known as, um, I should say, Charleston Slave Rebellion Organizer. Before I jump into the concert, I want to take a small backpedal and talk about Denmark Vesey. And I never heard I've never heard of this story but it's very interesting so let's let's talk about it according to nps.gov Denmark Vesey a carpenter and formerly enslaved person allegedly planned an enslaved insurrection to coincide with Bastille Day in Charleston South Carolina in 1822 Uh, now Bastille Day is a French holiday that is on July 14th Vesey modeled his rebellion after the successful 1791 slave revolution in Haiti. His plans called for his followers to execute the white enslavers, liberate the city of Charleston, and then sell to Haiti before the white power structure could retaliate. Two of the slaves involved leaked details of the plot before it could be implemented. 
there's always a snitch. On receiving word of the plot, Charleston authorities mobilized quickly and arrested VZ and his men. Out of 131 men arrested and charged with conspiracy, 67 were convicted and 35 were hanged, including VZ. Now, a backstory on VC as well. He was born in the Virgin Islands in St. Thomas. He was born on somewhere around 1767, around 1783. He was um, purchased and sold and relocated to Charleston. Now, he remained enslaved until 70, 1799 when he purchased his freedom with money from a winning lottery ticket. It's amazing how long the lottery has been around. Now free, he worked as a carpenter. He had three enslaved wives and numerous children. His inability to free his family members and widespread racial discrimination were continual frustrations for him. Now this um, that I'm reading from now is written by Dr. Bernard E. Powers and it's called Denmark VZ Charleston Slave Rebellion organizer um it goes on to say that he he wanted to to free the slaves there as haiti fought for their freedom and earned it now most of us know today haiti is a very poor country but they bought back their freedom and that's something that you can't take from them even though they are still in some light a very poor and struggling country they are free you know so um with that, he was trying to organize a coup and get the slaves um, back to get them to Haiti, where Haiti had offered them uh, full legal protection. But, of course, someone snitched, and he ended up being killed for this. Now, an interesting thing from this uh, program that I received from last weekend, it says that Denmark VC's impact survived his demise in part because white South Carolinas never recovered from his dreadful plans. That's why writer Edwin Holland urged vigilance, describing slaves as barbarians who would, if they could, become the destroyers of our race. Countering the threat, Charleston's police force expanded and the Citadel began in 1842 to provide white men with military training. That's very interesting. I never knew that. And here's another, here's another interesting fact. The Negro Seamen's Act required jailing of out-of-state free black sailors as dangerous anti-slavery influences. I mean, you're free, you're a sailor, and you're just, you know, minding your business. Even though uh, he had made connections with the black sailors to help them get the slaves out of there. But while they were in the Charleston area in those port waters, they had to go to jail until their boats were off to the next port. That is insane. So this um, weekend marked the 200th anniversary of the attempted slave rebellion to free all the slaves in Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, this was an amazing weekend. Anthony Hamilton set the room on fire on Friday night. I'm so happy that I had the night off and was able to attend the concert. And shout out to my Uncle Tony, who produced this beautiful weekend. And it was also his birthday weekend as well. So he was just on cloud nine. But he had some amazing people come in. On um, Thursday night, there was a panel 
and the discussion of Denmark VC that also included Charlemagne the God came down for that panel. Now, I know he can be a little problematic at times, but I mean, it's just great, you know, a familiar name to get people to come out. And it was a free event for everyone. But uh, Friday night's show was Anthony Hamilton. And the tickets were very reasonably priced. And the Gilliard Center is amazing. And Anthony Hamilton marked their first black R&B artists to perform at the Gilliard Center. And this place has been open in Charleston since 1968. It's amazing how when you start to lose money, you start opening doors to other people. But you didn't hear that from me. Moving on. <laughs> Anthony Hamilton was everything. Uh, his backup singers, they were awesome. The band was amazing. His MD Lamont was real cool. When he came out on the stage, I said, oh, he wants to party. Unfortunately, he would have partied with us, but he had to, uh, they had to jump back on the tour bus and head to Indiana. And they had like a 13 to 16 hour ride ahead of them. Oh my God, I can only imagine tour bus life. I mean, just give me a few months and I'll be like, yes, this was fun. I did it. We can put a pin in it and go on about our lives. But <laughs> it was truly amazing to see, um, to see Anthony Hamilton and meet his MD. Now on Saturday, Saturday was a special day that let's see, it was called orchestrating freedom. And it started around two 30, if I'm not mistaken, they started a, a parade march from mother Emanuel AME church down to the Gilliard center. And they had the partly cloudy band leading the second line down. And then they got on stage and performed on the outside. And as everyone started coming in for the free concert put on by the Charleston symphony, they did a second line in once the program started. And I just want you to listen to a little bit of what they performed. You, you Wasn't that amazing? Music strikes a chord with me every time. No pun, actually no pun intended, but it just strikes a chord. When they started coming out and I immediately recognized the song, I just started crying. I, I, <laughs> it's such a beautiful song, especially when a, um, some people call this second line band. I call it a shout band. Um, but uh, when they started playing it, the first time I heard it was, um, at, I was watching Facebook and someone died and they had a shout band play it and it's you made a way by Travis Green um but it's just a, a very very heartfelt song and the vocalist is Christy Joy and a C-H-R-I-S-T-I-J-O-Y and from what I understand someone posted on my um, page on Facebook that she performs at the Commodore on Sundays so if you're ever in Charleston make sure you check out Christy joy now after the partly cloudy band wrapped up the program orchestrating freedom began and this was put on by the charleston symphony orchestra and the low country voices and it says this one hour reflection and celebration of charleston's continued spirit 
and pursuit of freedom in alignment with the bicentennial recognition of the execution of Denmark Vesey and his 33 associates. The program highlights the promise of America, the promise of freedom and pursuit of liberty. In juxtaposition, the experience of Vesey and other enslaved individuals endeavors on the same soil. Um, this particular um, program was conducted by Charleston Symphony associate Kellen Gray. Um, Kellen Gray is currently the assistant conductor of the Charleston Symphony here in the States, as well as the assistant conductor of the Royal Scottish National Orchestra in the UK. In the past, he has been the con assistant conductor of the Chicago Sinfonietta, as well as the Valdosta Symphony Orchestra. He's a great guy doing great things, and he put on an amazing show, and I'm so proud. I'm like, a I know him from afar through friends. So uh, it's great to see that um, Kellen has made great strides and congratulations on such a wonderful program that I get to I did get to see, but I eventually had to like shoot off to um, get ready for my wedding. And that evening they um, had a performance by DL Hughley who gave his comedic version of Denmark VC's life. So I, I truthfully, I missed it all, but this was a great, fun-filled weekend, and it took a, uh, with Tony's vision, it took a different turn from the, the usual celebration of Denmark Vesey, but, I mean, for my first time going, I would definitely go again next year to, for this celebration, and make sure you just look up Denmark Vesey once again, and that's D-E-N-M-A-R-K-V-E-S-E-Y learn a little bit. So moving on, I had to scoot off and I had a wedding at the William Aiken house. Uh, William Aiken is the former, of course, very former governor of South Carolina in the uh, 1800s. And he was a very rich man. <laughs> uh, he left a legacy and henceforth why the William Aiken house is such a very um, popular venue to get married at in Charleston. It is very gorgeous. I can say, I believe it started as a single house and they added on additions to it. And it was featured in the movie, the notebook, uh, where she was trying on a dress and learned about, um, him building the house. I'm terrible with characters names, so don't ask me. And it was a cool wedding. They had a great time. It's one of those weddings where they're like, hey, we don't like R&B, but can you play Motown? Okay. <laughs> we don't like R&B, but can you play Bruno? I mean, he, he wavers, you know, we consider him pop. We don't like R&B, but can you play Earth, Wind & Fire? Can you play Winnie Houston? Can you play this? Can you play that? Everything they asked for was pretty much R&B, but they had a great time. They also want to hear a lot of shag music, which is R&B. <laughs> if you didn't know, South Carolina is considered the shag state. When I first started doing weddings, someone asked, can you do some shag music? I was like, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> and she was like, honey, what do you mean you don't know what that means? This is South Carolina's shag state. We love to shag dance. And there's another rabbit hole you can go down into and Google up shag music. I believe shag music originated in Myrtle Beach. Something like that. Who knows? But shag music is pretty much Motown. <laughs> and some and some other um, great artists as well. Uh, the wedding, 
I had, I will say this about that wedding, nothing against the, the bride and groom and the, and the wedding party or the band I was playing with. I don't know what the weather, if there was like a drop in the, um, in the, uh, oh, what's it called? The barometric pressure. But I had a crazy migraine. And if you're not, I don't get headaches often, but when I do, they last for a few days. So the night before I thought, I thought it was a hangover because after going to see Anthony Hamilton, I did go to the Commodore, really partied my ass off with Aisha and Elle came into town and, um, I thought it was a hangover, but it really wasn't. I really didn't drink enough to have a hangover <laughs> or I should say I didn't drink enough bad alcohol to have a hangover. I literally just drank Jameson. But, um, though I think the dip in the barometric pressure really triggered a few days of migraines. And as I was on stage singing, they had a shrimp and grits station next to, um, the stage and between the heat and sweating and trying to stay hydrated and drinking Coke to like, um, ease my mind I I was really queasy and about to throw up because I the smell of shrimp just flowing through my nose and I'm hot now I'm nauseous Ugh. and aren't y'all I get it that a lot of you don't have shrimp and grits much but aren't y'all tired of it at every wedding I feel like every wedding I play there's some type of shrimp and grits uh, in some form or fashion, either there's the etouffee, it's in a martini glass, it's fried hard in a in a corn ball. I, I, I can't take any more shrimp and grits for quite a while. You know, I just started eating back fish, eating fish again. So shrimp and grits, I'm shrimp and gritted out. Do you hear me? But yeah, I made it through and across the street, Roscoe Dash was at this club and my wedding ended at 11. I was like, hmm, he probably won't be on until like 1 o'clock. But I was like, I was so tired. But I went back to the whiskey room at Henry's to see Chris play. And between the the pounding of the bodies on the floor, Chris playing, nothing wrong with him playing. I love to hear him play. And me being tired, I just wasn't in the mood to sit in there. <laughs> So I made my Irish exit, I my Irish goodbye, and I texted him. I said, hey, you know, you sounded amazing, but I really need to get back to Savannah. I just want to wake up in my own bed. Um, but I went to bed, and I probably had a headache another day, and finally they have seized. Um, sometimes they kind of flare up, too, when you are just – you have so many irons in the fire. And that's why I started the the uh, the beginning of the podcast with, uh, with black women meditating. It's so important that we take time out to ourselves. Uh, last Sunday, I stayed in bed till about, I don't know, 1 or 2 o'clock. And even though I wasn't fully asleep the entire time – I just stared off into space to clear my head, empty those thoughts, recalibrate, think about the weekend that I had, the amazing experiences that I was able to to see and just get ready for this upcoming week. Like this is another intense week of playing that I had coming up. So I just wanted to have a clear mind. I did. In fact, this is going to lead me to my next portion of the show get to go to a soft opening. Let's jump over and talk about that. So this past Sunday, I was invited to attend the soft opening of ARCO. 
Now, Arco is a new bar here in Savannah, and their website is arcolounge.com. That's A-R-C-O-L-O-U-N-G-E.com. Arco is originated from the old Portuguese term arco, A-R-Q-U-O, which means arc or bow. And of course, that originates back to the mother of all languages, Latin for Arco. According to the website, perched above Savannah's historic River Street, Arco is nestled within a beautiful 1860 Victorian building. Step off Factors Walk and through the grand arched doorway and leave your inhibitions at the door as you are embraced by the soaring arches and majestic vaults that frame the breathtaking view of the river. Walking through the arch. An archway represents the slowing off of the old and moving into the new phase of life. Arches are gateways that speak to opportunity, hope, renewal, and beginnings, rebirthing. Uh, it is absolutely gorgeous. The The arches are definitely a theme inside of the bar. They they create a beautiful illusion. And as with every Elian chef creation, especially her cocktail lounges, there's a lot of marble. The, the, the bar is marble. The tables are marble. They have this huge marble fireplace as well. And they are going to have a variety of different and new cocktails to introduce. If you love Peacock Lounge, you will definitely love um, Arco. And they will have a limited menu. And that will include oysters it will include pizza it will include sushi different finger foods for your fancy and they're also starting a lunch very soon so stay tuned for that and it is amazing the you get the view of bay street as well as the view of river street with the balcony view it's definitely a vibe. I will definitely, definitely, definitely go back very soon. Um, it's just amazing to see this um, finally coming to fruition. You know, I used to work for this company and I remember when the renderings were just like rolling out and seeing this happening and uh, it's been a long time coming and I was super excited that this place finally opened as a new gym for here in Savannah. It is down on Bay Street next to the infamous Vicks on the river. Uh, from the Bay Street entrance side. So once you uh, go in, you will definitely, definitely feel the vibe that's there. And I think you'll definitely enjoy it. So if you need a date night, a girl's night out, or, you know, you just want to nestle up in a chair, a comfy chair with a book, go and check out Arco. And you never know, yours truly may be in there very soon, singing some tunes to finish off your day. So that is Arco, Savannah, and their website, once again, is Arco Lounge, A-R-C-O-L-O-U-N-G-E dot com. So this week's episode is very short and sweet. I once again apologize for not being able to fully commit to this week's episode. I promised last week that I would have Savannah Comic Con on for this week to talk about their upcoming convention, but... They kind of blew me off, you know, so they could never get it together to get with me. And I said, very open times. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm home most of the day. But anyway, uh, we've, we're beyond it at this point. <laughs> it was going to be beautiful. And I had to 
you know, come up with a way to keep the show going this weekend, produce an episode as I promised myself to put out an episode weekly. So thank you for allowing me to banter with you and talk about the great things that happen and give you suggestions for new places and places I've explored that I feel you should explore as well. If you have a place that you um, want me to talk about on the show, let me know. You can email me at what's shaking with Lincoln at gmail at at gmail.com I think I said that right what's shaking with Lakin at gmail.com that's right and or you know you can hit me up on my social media what's shaking with Lakin uh Lakin love my personal uh IG as well and let me know if you need a review for something I have I've learned as of this week I've done a few you know mini vlogs and people actually like hearing me talk about places they're like it's very soothing to hear your voice when you talk over a video <laughs> It's like, oh, okay. I, I mean, I'm just shooting shit. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. I just find things that work for me as you find things that work for you. And that's that brings us back to a whole other topic of self-care. You know, I find joy in discovering new places that I want to share with people, um, experiences I've had that I want to share with people. And it could be something you never thought of. You know, I'm very random. So I love to, to do things on a whim. And it is very, very uh, rewarding for me to share it with you. And it's also my self-care. And I also, I love to meditate. And I also love, 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 love candles. Uh, shout out to Elonwick Candles, who I have fully supported for years. <laughs> as well as um, keeping a uh, air diffuser in my house. Uh, I went on to the great Amazon interweb and found some essential oils called rain and it is so wonderful who knew how much how wonderful cypress cedar smells and add it with a little linen a little fresh laundry essential oils it my house smells absolutely amazing and I like my candles I I am attempting to write one notebook page every night I did skip yesterday but I was also playing at the jazz corner last night so um I am I'm attempting to do that if I don't drink too much tonight at the my gig at good times and just a journal a day you know just just write it away uh sometimes you know you need to write it down and burn it <laughs> I haven't burned anything because I'm trying to go into songwriting this year so I need all of the things I write down respectively and just you know buy things that make you happy it doesn't have to be expensive I am I am a wheeler and dealer I love a sale that could be my problem with all the clothes that I have and why everyone loves my closet but we'll talk about the closet on another day but also look out for future uh co-hosts on the show I have some people lined up coming up soon and as soon as they are hammered down I will let you know but before I go I absolutely bombed on talking about a horror date story so let's jump into that okay let's hop right into our crazy dating story of the week but if you feel that you have a personal one and you love to leave it anonymous you can feel free to send it to me at what's shaken with lakin at gmail.com i would love to read it on air i will never ever give your name 
I promise I won't, but we do want a good laugh <laughs> in the meantime. I will make sure that everyone's names are protected. Uh, you can also hit me up on any of my social media on Instagram. I have my band page, which is at Fellowship of Love, and my What's Shaken page with at Lakin. I mean, I'm sorry, <laughs> at What's Shaken with Lakin. And then my personal one is at Lake and Love. So there's various ways to find me to get those crazy dating horror stories out. But now we're going to pull from the interweb of Reddit once again this week. And it goes just like this. Matched with a woman online who had a kid. This particular weekend, kid was going to be with a dad. She asked me to come over and hang out. She mentioned she wanted to smoke, so I brought a J. Came over to her house, and it was decent. She had a big sectional couch, and she sat right next to me. Fired up the J, passed it to her. She hits it a few times and gives it back. I hit as well and offer it back to her, and she says, no thanks. Okay, no biggie. I'll pull it out. I'll put it out. <laughs> I didn't mean to say it like that. I'll put it out. <laughs> She gets up after a minute and goes into the other room. When she comes back, she is sitting on the other side of the couch and not talking at all. It was then that I noticed that she has something in her hand and she has a death grip on it. I'm talking white knuckles. See, that's an indicator there to get the hell out of there. <laughs> I ask her if she's okay and she says, the voices in my head are telling me to stab you. And at this point, I noticed that she is holding a pencil. <laughs> so it wasn't going to be a deep stab, but it was going to be enough to make an impact. <laughs> I made some kind of awkward laugh and then asked to use the bathroom. Got up and saw that the garage door was open. Didn't even hesitate right out of the garage. <laughs> Please be careful when you're out here dating. And if someone says they want to just meet up and smoke, be careful once again. There's nothing wrong with passing on the peace pipe, but some people have other intentions than what you feel that you're bringing to the table. But that is our time for this week. Thank you so much for joining me once again, and I will see you all next week. Enjoy. You've been listening to What's Shaking with Lincoln. If you haven't already, please, 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 please give us a quick review and rating on iTunes. And don't forget, you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We will see you next week, same time, same place. Bye, y'all.